with someone uh, and they were you know talking about uh, how homosexuality is wrong and um, and so it got to the point where I was like you know with and I mean pretty much the arguments that we've been making today like you kind of you know if we're looking at very few scriptures in there that have different contexts that kind of do not sum up we, we have to one come to the agreement that some things are not complete and, and, and you've, you've brought, I mean, you've brought that up. Some things are just not fully explained. They're not complete. Some things are pulled out of different areas. And so this person asked me like, okay, well, what do you mean? So I said, okay, in first <laughs> Jude nine, they talk about this dispute that Satan had with God over the body of Moses and I'm like, so if you can tell me what that dispute was or like what it meant, what Satan intended to do, right. then then fine. And they they couldn't because it's not mentioned anywhere else in the scriptures. It doesn't say it. It doesn't say it. So at that point, it's like me trying to make a point based on something else that the, that the scriptures say, where it's just, it's just not complete. Not complete. I, I'll text you. You know, all the time and say, hey, Felicia, let me ask you this question and I'll ask about Elijah or I'll ask about mm -hmm. something else like that's just simply not complete. What are your thoughts on? It? And it's just like, you know, we give like what we think, sure. but like we can't speak in absolutes and we never do. It's just like this is it's mind blowing that like it's not explained, but it's just like if we're looking at these very few things, but the message that we are constantly getting is love. Like, how the hell do we like? ignore the love part though and like only pay attention to the incomplete not fully understood stuff like that doesn't that's it's it really goes to show that like we have become so like you know when like your parents would say like you're hard-headed you hear what you want to hear type of thing yeah, like we're, we're, we're doing that like we are literally hearing the message love every day and not deciding to like give it and we're only paying attention to the things that somehow we believe we are greater than our neighbor because we our life may not necessarily look like theirs or our sin may not necessarily look like theirs. But um, right. if I know you, Felicia, to be a liar, sure. I'm not saying you are, but, you know, for argument's sake, <laughs> let's say like you're a huge liar and I right. know it like my conversations with you aren't, hey, how many how many lies have you told today? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be, yeah. what's up? How are you? Yeah. I mean, I may feel like I have to filter some things and, you well, know. You may have to set certain boundaries. You know, I may, I, but like, it, it's not a reasonable conversation to have that like, I am constantly accusing you of something that, that yeah, like, it's just, it, it makes no. Why do we feel no, like it's appropriate? Why do we feel like it's appropriate? With exactly. One thing, this one other thing. Exactly. Well, that thing and then like the idea of virginity but that's a whole nother conversation yeah that's a whole, <laughs> a whole other one. Other 
And I was reading this article today, and um, it was by this, uh, uh, what does she call herself? I forgot, but it was, um, she was writing about the church, uh, and she was talking about, like, LGBTQ members, and she was saying that, like, the church is, like, actively, like, actively, not, like, not only, like, discouraging people to go to church, but they're discouraging them uh from organized religion just just in general yes just in general because of this cycle and this pattern of just like ostracizing and 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 just like isolating and you know just putting them in this really weird position where they feel like their love is conditional and that they always have to be some type of work in progress in order for them to like experience fellowship or, you know, a sense of community, like, you know, and it's like Christ could have judged us. So like he could have come down and he could have been like, I mean, he really, really, he really could have been an asshole about it. Honestly, like he could have, if he wanted to, but he chose and it would be, and it would have been justified. Like, and I don't think people like realize that like he, could have done it like he could have been like really mean about it and like he insisted on not doing it and so i told someone yesterday i was like you know i would christ like for me is being the christ that's writing in the sand like i am not going to be the one that is even attempting to pick up a stone i'm not going to even say anything because if i know that like my own stuff is like not right even like with the good work that I think I'm doing, even like with decisions that I think that I'm privileged that I have options, but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to be picking anything up. I was never called to do that. No, it's literally not our jobs. It's not. It's not our, it is not your job. It's just not. Um, And you know, like I feel like people will feel so much more fulfilled in their own spiritual walks, in their own religious practices, if they spent more time focusing on their own personal relationship with their higher power instead of everybody else's relationship. Exactly. It's the same, and it, it it goes the same way across the board. You're able to focus on your own relationship with your husband or with your wife by actually working on that, not being in anybody else's. I'm going to focus on my marriage if I'm worried about yours. Exactly. You know, like, and like, that, that's with anything. That's your own house. That's your own whatever. That's your that's your own life. Yep. And it's yep. like, do you get naturally tempted to go to someone else's house and just to find out, like, how they're living? Like, you, that's not a, like, a, that's not a reasonable thing to do. No, it's not. And so for us to do things under the guise of, and I'm going to say Christianity, because that's what we're talking about right now. Under the guise of Christianity, to go and do that is just, it's asinine to me. Yeah. It just—it makes me mad because I know the beauty that I have personally experienced through my faith. With all of the other stuff aside, what it has provided me personally. Mm-hmm. And there is, in, in being a religious studies minor, Um, and just doing cultural studies in general, religion can be a beautiful thing. 
it can be a beautiful tool, a beautiful resource, a beautiful sense of community, uh, a beautiful way for people to experience the world around them. But it can also just simultaneously be the complete opposite of that. And in the same way that we would expect our schools to be not that they're safe for our kids, right? Because guns are an issue. But the way that we feel that schools should be safe and we hold teachers and principals accountable um, to that. Like if we found out that there was abuse happening in a school building, who are we holding accountable? Beyond the people who were actually like doing the abuse directly, we're holding that system accountable Yeah. because y'all are charged to keep these people safe. And so I feel like the same applies to churches and religious entities. Um, you have a responsibility and I'm not saying it's everybody in the, in, in the system that is perpetrating these things and, and doing these things, but we got to hold each other accountable and we got to hold the system accountable yeah. and we cannot for whatever reason, hold Christianity accountable. I mean, it's mind blowing that every other week, we find out about more and more and more and more children being molested in church buildings, but somehow we like Christianity is like the end all be all. Yeah. We are just the morally, the morally upright in the world and everybody else is just trash. No, I'm sorry. No, we should be, we're called to be, but the way we're operating, no. Because y'all are doing things in the name of Christianity and using power to to do whatever you want to do. And and then selectively, like, and then being selectively outraged at these things. As a Christian, I'm going to be outraged about people not saying the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm going to be outraged about people having access to, to safe um, family planning care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be outraged at gender affirming care, but I'm not going to be outraged at pedophiles. Literally holding church, holding leadership positions to this day. Yeah, I'm not going to be outraged at the fact that I have, I have people telling me to live righteously when they are out on at the club every weekend, when they're cheating on their wives and their husbands, when they're stealing from the church, when y'all are tithing 10% every week, for your money to be lining the pockets of your leaders. That's yeah. what we should be outraged about. Yeah. But that's not what we're outraged about. So when Christians have these these the selective outrage about certain things, it's really hard for me to like take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. Because where is this energy across the board? Like I respect people reaching out to us for whatever. But like keep it keep it consistent because there's so much shit to be outraged about and this ain't it. It's not it. And I'm really like, I'm in this season of my life um, and I've been praying about it too. Like I am, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not giving that my energy beyond trying to dismantle it. I'm not (laughs) like, that's about it. I can't because it is so frustrating to me and it's not, it's, yeah, it's like it's it's kind of almost like pointless for me to even like try to open that can of worms with people when that's how they're approaching it. Yeah. Because all it's telling me is you really are not you're not who you say you are. You don't you don't reflect what you claim to because if you did it would be a different conversation. It will be a conversation that would be like, 
you know, I can understand. And while I don't agree because this goes against these, these biblical principles, I do agree that I should treat these people with love and respect. I do understand that the way in which I'm operating is not demonstrating Christ's love. Yeah. That's the con. I'm not saying we have to love sin. What I'm saying is, is stop deciding what is sinful and what's not. Yeah. Because for real, for it is a lot of ish in the Bible that is considered sinful that people have no problems doing yeah. every single day. That's true. Zero problems. And that make excuses for it. Make excuses for it. Who I got tattoos. I have piercings. I eat pork. I mean, let's keep it real. Yeah. There are so many things, right? But these are these who works on the weekend. Who can even tell me what the Sabbath is? Is Sabbath Saturday? Is it Sunday? There's just so many things. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I'm like, people, these are like the hot topics for people to get upset about. But ultimately, like we have to answer. If 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 you are a true believer of Christ and you're a true believer of, of this, this faith, we have to answer <laughs> for what we've done and what we didn't do and the opportunities that we missed um, because we were focused on the wrong stuff. And I know I'm flawed and I can take, you know, account over my life and look back at the times that I was a Pharisee. Um, And I'm really grateful that I have moved on, but also come into contact with other people who very clearly show me that God's love looks like this. Yeah. Same. And I mean, you know, yeah. And it's, I had to come out of my Pharisee phase and that I'm not judging anyone anymore. You know, um, I mean, I know that that's easier said than done because there's those natural judgments that come sure. up, but it's not going to get in the way of the mission that I feel like God has called me to. And mm-hmm. if I look at people like Jonah did and not go and give them a message, I'm being disobedient. Yep. And if, and, and so like in that way, it's just kind of like, well, there's only love is like really like the only option and just loving it and just leaving, leaving it there. And just leaving it there. You know, it's not, it's not like sometimes we just got to plant the seed. Exactly. Like we're not called to do anything else. Like We can't do like, anything else. I don't have a no. heaven or hell to put anyone in. No, I wouldn't want that job anyway. Actually, I don't want that um, power. (laughs) And so like, if I am not, if I don't have that authority to do that, like I'm not flying around. I'm not like an angel. I'm not like anything superhuman. I am human. I am going to do what's in my pay grade of a human. And that is, that's just a love. That's my favorite thing to say at work. This is above my pay grade. It really is. It really is. Judging people is above my pay grade. It really is that it like what it doesn't serve any purpose, but like to to fulfill some type of like ego trip for yourself, like it just checks off like another box on the 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 list of self righteousness. Yeah, because like what is that doing when you really think about it? Like you said, it's not turning people. It and if it does turn people to Christ, it's it's not. It's it's like um, a seed being planted on like rocky foundation. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, was reading that, you know, Luke is a great freaking book. I forget how phenomenal 
Luke is great. That book is. And just like the power in some of the parables and stuff, because it's so true. Like the seed is the seed, right? So the seed is the seed. The seed is the seed. It is what it is. So I can, I can be the person to plant this seed, but literally if I'm planting it, like the environment matters, the conditions in which you plant this seed matter, right? So if I'm planting it and, and my attitude is freaking nasty and like rocky and aggressive and all it's not going to do what, what we need it to do. Yeah. And if something does sprout, like it's going to, it's going to get washed away at the first sign of storm. Exactly. It's going to get blown away. You know what yeah, I mean? It yeah. has no, there's no root there. Yeah. And so like that, I just, again, so I charge all of you. If, if you somehow are struggling with this, just open the Bible because I promise you it is, it is, it's there. It is there. Love it's is there. there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. I mean, like it is hard to overlook at that point. If you tell me that you read and this is all that you're getting from it, then you are really choosing. And I just can't I can't do like the willful ignorance yeah. or like the uh, actively only putting certain things, you taking certain things seriously, the cherry picking. Like I'm not doing that. Like if I know that like my own like if I have a lot to explain to God when I see him, like at, at my own judgment, you know, like, you yeah. know, I, I'm I'm sure as hell not going to sign up to somebody else's, you know? And so I'm just like this at this point in my life. And I mean, I feel like for the both of us, it's, it's really like, we're just trying to give people Christ and yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't want anything else Christ out that I want to see from other people. Yeah. And like the reflection of like what I did see, because I, I, and I struggle with this because, you know, I have a lot of negative things to say, but I also like experienced some good too. So I, those are the things I really just want people to understand that this is a space for all of us. Um, to be human is to experience trauma. Um, and fortunately to be a part of structured religion means to have some level of exposure to trauma um, by nature of the power dynamics there. Um, but that like, if you're like me and you've been traumatized, but you still really have a heart for God and you want that connection, like that is acceptable and it's okay. And you deserve a space where you get to communicate that these things were wrong and these things were hurtful and these things were not okay. And that does not mean that you hate the Bible or that you hate christianity or that you somehow can't connect or have the spiritual experience that you want it's not true and it it hurts me because i know for myself for a long time i felt like it was i felt like by choosing to remove myself from the trauma that i was experiencing it meant i had to lose this really important aspect of who i am and that's exactly what a lot of our you know our lgbtq brothers and sisters have to deal with, like you were saying, choosing to either constantly be a work in progress and like deny a part of who you are or choose to remove yourself altogether and not be able to experience something that you want or should be able to take part in. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, I just want people to understand that this, 
this outreach ministry, this project, this, this podcast, this whatever you want to call it for yourself, um, we're really here. We're here to, to serve one another. We're here to be in community with each other. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, like you keep saying, like we're here to point back to kind of that most basic foundational messaging of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And that's that means to be loved and to, to give love, right? To be loved unconditionally um, and to have the ability to demonstrate that love out to the world yeah. in whatever that looks like.